1: if you worship God and worship God alone, keeping the Sabbath is easy. If you worship God, honoring your mom and your dad is easy. If God is not the most important thing in your heart, it it becomes easy to lie, easy to cheat, to kill, to steal, to lust, or to covet. But if you keep God on the throne of your heart, all those other commandments become easy.
0: Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch, and we're glad you are joining us tonight. The difficult times we live in begs the question, where is God during our most challenging times? We believe The more the world becomes chaotic, the more we need to draw closer to God and learn to trust in Him. The Bible is our source for all things that sustain us as Christians. Philippians 4-7 tells us that we can have the kind of peace that transcends all understanding, even when the world seems to be completely out of control. Over the next 30 minutes, Pastor Dudley Rutherford is going to share a message meant for everyone listening right now. We know it is no accident you are with us tonight. For God orchestrates all things perfectly. So let's join Pastor Dudley right now with tonight's message.
1: I want you to take your Bibles today and turn to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. And if you look at the cover of your bulletin, we are in a brand new series. Brand new series starting today on the Ten Commandments. And uh, I want you to look, uh, you know, take your Bibles. You have the first book is Genesis, and the second book is Exodus. If you go to Exodus chapter 20, the Ten Commandments are here in Exodus chapter 20. Now, you may or may not understand this, but for the first 180 years, for almost the first 200 years of our nation's history, the Bible was used as a textbook in our school system. And for the last 50, 60 years, since 1960, the Bible has been outlawed in the classrooms, and there's been absolute chaos uh, in our school system. And I just say, let's, let's, put the, let's put the Bible back in the classrooms. We've tried educating children without it. It hasn't worked. Let's, let's put the Bible back in the classrooms in America. Now, that we might not ever see that happen... Amen. But I'm thankful that in this church, we still have the freedom to study and to learn, to memorize, to understand the Ten Commandments found in the Word of God. So let's begin. I want to look at the very first line, the first six words. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. We're we're only going to look at three verses today. So here's the first verse. And the Bible says that God spoke all these words. And this is point number one. I want you to write this down. This is point number one in your notes. I hope you're taking notes. These are the words of God. That first verse, God spoke all these words. These are the words of God. These are not 10 suggestions that some committee came up with. These are not 10 ideas that Aaron just made up in his spare time. Uh, This wasn't something that Moses passed on that he learned when he was attending the University of Egypt. Uh, This was not dreamt up by men in some conference hall as they were contemplating a new constitution uh, for a new nation. This isn't a constitution. This is a covenant. It was not written by men. It wasn't the idea of man. It was written by Almighty God. God spoke all these words. These are the words of God. These are the 10 statements of God. These are 10 principles of God. These are the 10 commandments from God spoken to the nation of Israel. Now in verse 2, and this is point number 2, write this down, we find three truths about God. Before we get to the commandment in verse 3, we're in verse 2 now. And in verse 2, we're going to see three truths about God. Verse 2 reads, I am the Lord your God who brought you out. Everybody say the word out. out. I brought you out of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. Now write this down. Point number one. He, God, we learn three things about God. The first thing is he is God eternal God is eternal he is the Lord I, I do want you to know that now the word Lord and in your Bible you can just circle the word Lord it's the word Jehovah it's the word Yahweh and I don't want to confuse you but in the original language we really do not even know how to pronounce his name no one really knows how to pronounce his name I want you to go in your minds back to Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. Moses is looking at this bush, and this bush is on fire. And he walks over to the bush, and there's a conversation between him and God. And God, through the burning bush, is calling Moses to lead the nation of Israel uh, out of bondage. And Moses asked God a question. He asked, "Who, uh, if they ask me who it is that's sending me, who shall I say uh, is sending me? And the Bible says in Exodus 3.14, God answered, say, I am that I am. His name literally means I am. And what that means, the word Lord or Yahweh or I am, it means I am eternal. I've, I am. I've always been here. I'm here now. I'll always be here. I am that I am. It sounds strange, but it means that he's eternal. And what's important is for you to know, is that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Before you ever get to the Ten Commandments, uh, we're going to get to the Ten Commandments, but before you ever get there, you first have to understand the nature of God. And the nature of God, he says, I am the Lord, what he's telling them, I am the eternal one. The one who's assigning you these commandments, the one who authorizes these commandments is eternal. I'm the eternal one. And what's important for you about that is, as you go through these ten commandments, is that God's nature, God's moral, God's values never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, human laws, man's laws, are constantly changing. But the I am, that I am, that I am, the one who's the same yesterday, today, and forever his nature never changes his word never changes his principles never change so when you get down to this list of the Ten Commandments and they talk about you know stealing thou shalt not steal stealing was wrong 2,000 years ago stealing is wrong today stealing will be wrong 2,000 years from now according to the Word of God the Sabbath was to be holy 2,000 years ago The Sabbath is to be holy today and the Sabbath will be holy 2,000 years from today. Harming your neighbor is never okay. Adultery and idolatry and coveting and misusing God's name will forever be wrong. Even though our culture might say these things are okay, that it's okay to covet, it's okay to swear, it's okay to lie, it's okay to steal, you need to remember there is an eternal God He is the reference point. There is a constant moral foundation and center. A God who is holy. He's eternal. He says, I am the Lord. It speaks of the unchangeable nature of God and his principles. Point number two, write this down. Not only is he eternal, he is personal. He's a personal God. Now stay with me on this. He says, I am the Lord What's the next word say? I am the Lord your God. The word your is singular rather than plural. In other words, instead of saying I am uh, the national God of Israel, God is saying I am the personal God of each and every uh, individual Israelite. I am the personal God of Abraham. I am the personal God of Moses. I am the God of Aaron. I am the God of Joshua. I am the God of Miriam. And he's also saying, I am the God of Steve. And I am the God of Mike. And I'm the God of Mary. I'm the God of Diane. He is the Lord, Jehovah. He's the eternal one, but he's also a personal God in the fact that he knows you and he knows me. He knows each and every person. He's not a God that's a million jillion miles out there. He's a, I am the Lord, your God. He's your God. Amen? Amen. And number three, he's a deliverer slash savior. When you see the word deliverer, you can also write the word savior. He's eternal. He's personal. He's a deliverer. Verse two says, I'm the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt. I brought you out of the land of slavery. Oh, it's crucial that, you, that they know before he starts saying, hey, here's a list of things uh, I want you to live according to these rules and to these guidelines, he wanted to remind them, hey, I'm the one that, that brought you out of slavery. You were the ones that were held captive for 400 years. That's a long time. For 400 years, you were in bondage down there to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians. And I'm the one who raised up a man named Moses. And I'm the one that brought the 10 plagues. That finally Pharaoh said, all right, God's people can go. And don't forget when you start to think, well, do I really have to obey these rules? Don't forget, I'm the one that delivered you. I'm the one that saved you. You need to follow these 10 commandments. You need to obey these 10 commandments because of who I am. I am the eternal one. Because of where I am, I am close to you, and because of what I do for you, I'm the one that delivers you. I'm the one that saves you. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to say this, and I say this with a big smile on my face today. He's those exact same three things to each and every one of us here today. He's still the eternal one. He still is the one who's personal. He knows who you are, and he's also the one who delivers you. He's the one who sent Jesus Christ to come into this world, to die on that cross so that our sins might be forgiven. So that whatever it is that has bound you, whatever it is that has captured you, whatever there is that has entrapped you, God is the one who delivers you. He's eternal, he's personal, and he came to deliver you. And all God's people said, amen and amen. And then we come to point three, is sermon, uh, Roman numeral number three in your outline. I want to talk to you about the most important of the Ten Commandments, the most crucial of the Ten Commandments. Here it is in verse 3. The Bible says, God says, you shall have no other gods before me. Do you have that? Did you hear that? Do you understand that? Can you obey that? You shall have no other gods before me. Now, I have three points underneath this. Number one, there will always be many false gods. Always. We view Christianity uh, as monotheism. It's the worship of one true God. That's not the case back in Israel's day. Nobody had just one God back in Israel's day. You see, all of Israel's neighbors, were pagans they worshiped all different kinds of gods when they came and inherited the land known as the land of Israel throughout the land of Israel there were pagan gods all around Israel were pagan gods some were national gods the, the Philistines had the God his name was Dagon the Moabites had Shamash the Ammonites had Moloch but pagans not only had national gods they had all they had many other gods as well they had the god of fertility they had the storm gods the sun gods the rain gods the sea god they had they had animal gods just everywhere you turn there were different gods and they kind of lived uh uh, under the belief you've got to keep the gods happy you don't want the gods being upset with you and uh anytime they found another god that would bring good luck or they found another god that perhaps had power or more power they would just add that god to their collection they had they had a collection of gods uh when when it says you shall have no other gods before me what he's saying here's what he's saying he's saying worship no god but me worship no god but me you say what is the first commandment the first commandment You shall have no other gods before me. You say, what does that mean? That means what God desires for us as His people the eternal one, the personal one, the one who delivered us. We are to worship no God except Jehovah God. Now, God put inside each and every one of us, He put it inside of me, He put it inside of you, He put it inside of every single person on this planet. A desire to worship now we we all worship something okay even if you don't worship God you worship something because that's an innate ability that we have God just created us to want to worship things you know I've never been to a a major rock concert but I've seen videos and pictures of there'll be five ten thousand people just jammed in there and you watch they all have their hands up in the air And they're singing, and they're clapping, and they're worshiping the artist or the songs that they're singing. It's a form of worship. There's a race every year called the Kentucky Derby in Louisville, Kentucky. 250,000 people all dress up like it's Easter morning. They go to the track, and uh, they cheer and root and yell for a horse, their favorite horse, even atheists. Uh, uh, worship. You say, well, they don't believe in God. What do you mean they worship? They worship themselves. We all worship something or we all worship someone. But what this commandment, commandment number one, what God is saying, worship no God, but me. Here's what God wants. God wants to be numero uno. The Bible says, now look at the screen in Deuteronomy chapter six, watch this. This is in Deuteronomy chapter six. Do not follow other gods. Big G or little G? Big G or little G? Which is it? little g do not follow other gods the gods of the people around you there's always little gods around you he says in verse 15 for the lord your god who is among you he's not around you he is among you god is among us he's an eternal god he's a personal god he's your god he delivered you he saved you he's here today for the lord your god do not follow these other gods the people around you for the Lord your God who's among you is a jealous god and the anger will burn against you. There are many gods in this culture today. We have sports is a god. That we have the god of sports in this country. Money is a god. Shopping is a god. Sex is a god. Sunshine is a god. I think coffee is a god. Social media is a god. I read this week that the average, the average American spends five and a half hours a day, five and a half hours a day on social media now. There was one university, they did a study, and if I told you the name of the university, everyone in here has heard of this university, that the girls on that campus spend 10 hours a day on social media, digital media. They say that 221 times a day, that's once every 4.3 minutes, we're looking down at our phones. The question is, if you judged us based on that, who would you say that we love the most? Who is it that we worship the the most? God said, worship no one, no God except me. And here's the last thing, write this down. This commandment is the secret to all the other commandments. You just need to know that. If you can keep the first commandment, just the first one, the rest will be a breeze. Because if you worship God and worship God alone, keeping the Sabbath is easy. If you worship God, the one true God, honoring your your mom and your dad is easy. If you honor the Lord God, uh, telling the truth is a breeze if you love the Lord God with all of your heart, caring about your neighbor, loving your neighbor as yourself is a breeze. Conversely, the opposite is true. If God is not first, if he's not first, it's easy to not keep the Sabbath. If God is not the priority of your life, it's easy. It's no no problem disobeying your parents. Disobeying your parents is easy. If you, if you disobey God, disobeying your parents is easy. If God is not the most important thing in your heart, it, it becomes easy to lie, easy to cheat, to kill, to steal, to lust, or to covet. But if you keep God on the throne of your heart, all those other commandments become easy. If you ever go to Europe, you go to those castles over there, uh, there's always a throne room in the castle. And if you go over, I have a picture of it. If you ever go in to a throne room, you'll notice that there's only one chair. Sometimes there's one for the queen, but there's only one king. There's never a throne pew. There's never a pew, you know, where you can put all kinds of people. There's not a a committee in charge. There's only just one person in charge. And that needs to be uh, the Lord God, Jehovah God. The first commandment is no other gods except me. There's only room for one. And all those other commandments, remember the Sabbath, remember the Sabbath, that, that commandment, commandment number four, we'll talk about this later, uh, uh, keep, remember the Sabbath, that, that is don't let, don't let work become your God. Thou shalt not murder, that, that is don't let hatred become your God. Do not commit adultery means don't let sexual immorality become your God. Do not covet, that, that is do not let money or material things become your God. The, all the commandments are based on that one worship the lord god and worship him alone it really is like a marriage covenant two parties god and his people you and your spouse just the two of you you're making a covenant that's what these this these command these commands it's a covenant between you and god and and when you make when you get married you say the words forsaking all others forsaking all others and you're keeping your spouse as the priority. And when you become a Christian, when you follow God, it's the same thing. It's you're, you're, no, you're forsaking all others. But God and God alone remains on the throne of my heart. Let's pray. Father God, today I ask your blessing on us as we dive into this series. And today we've looked at just the first commandment. We've got nine more still to go. But I don't want to lose the importance or the the greatness of this first commandment that of all the gods small g's around us we're not to worship those gods we're only to worship the one true god the jehovah god the one the one who's eternal the one who's personal and the one who delivers and lord i pray that you would begin to shape the mind and the hearts of every single person in this series as we have gone down this path of following false gods and erasing the laws of God and replacing them with, the, with laws of men. And help us as a people, help us as individuals, as families, as, as people who desire to be right before you. Help us to have as the bedrock foundation this principle, these principles that are found in, in your word, beginning with making God the Jehovah God the only one who sits on the throne of our life. And may he rule as the Lord, as the eternal, as the personal one, as the one who delivers, as the one who's saved, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.
0: In these uncertain times, we know as Christians there's a great comfort available to us in the form of prayer. If you feel the need right now for someone to pray with, we have phone counselors standing by ready to take your call. Our number is easy to dial. It's 888-818-4777. If you are unable to get through on your first try, please be sure to try again. Our phone number again is 888-818-4777. We also want you to know, at the recommendation of health and city officials concerning COVID-19, Shepherd Church will be continuing to hold its weekend services only on the internet, and not at any of its campuses for the time being. Shepherd Church is encouraging its congregation and the public to watch the weekend services online. Viewers can connect during our Saturday night service at 6 p.m. or on Sunday morning at 9 or 11 a.m. on either of our websites, shepherdchurch.com and liftupjesus.com. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.